gosh. Do you even know what that a romance do you know what a romance trope means? <laughs> Welcome to Screenwalkers, a brother-sister podcast where we, the walkers, tell you what's on our screens. Today, this is a brother-sister-sister podcast. I'm Josh. <laughs> I'm Becca. And I'm Emma. Oh, hi, Emma. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so excited we finally get to have you on because you've been asking like since we started to be guesting on yeah. the podcast. And I'm so excited that I we finally get to have you here. I have been saying that I deserve to be on a podcast for many years. So thank you for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Um, I guess I should probably explain the topic because I guess technically I'm the one that came up with it. Um, Evan mm-hmm. and I were kind of talking about topics that she might want to talk about. My initial pitch for her was uh, the Mama Mia movies because I knew that Josh hadn't seen them. Uh, but we have watched a lot of films recently, so maybe we steer away from that a little bit. Um, and so we kind of landed on, because Emma reads a lot of romance books and she likes a lot of rom-coms, so we decided to just do the best and worst of romance media. Emma has brought her favorite and least favorite um, books, TV shows, anything having to do with romance, and she's going to just let us know about them and we're going to see where we get. <laughs> right. Yeah. So what do you have for us, Em? So, um, oh my gosh, I wrote so many notes. Every single day this week, I've gone to the gym and I've walked on the treadmill and just keep added, adding notes to this. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot to go through. Um, we talked about books a little bit, so I guess I could just keep going on, on some of my favorite books and some of my least favorite books. So. Mm-hmm. This is where you take notes, Becca, so you can make sure you read all of them. Yes. <laughs> um, so one that I really like is called The Summer of Broken Rules by K.L. Walter. I need to like get over to my bookshelf so I can see all of these because I feel like I honestly don't remember every single book that I've ever read. Um, sure. Because I feel like sometimes my brain never has anything going on in it. and so that's just great for me so the summer of broken rules one thing about me is i love taylor swift and any book that can like reflect taylor swift in it just goes up like 10 notches in my head and this is one of those and so i love it um and basically it's kind of like this big game of at martha's vineyard for like a wedding which is just so fun, first of all. It's like the game in it is fun. And this one is kind of insta lovey, which I said that I didn't like. But I think it just does really well. Like, they have such a good friendship. And I love when books have other characters in it. And it's not just, like, the two people in the book. And this one, kind of the romance, isn't the main thing in it either. And so I really like it for that. Because, I don't know, sometimes it can just get so sick to read, like, the same... I can get so sick of reading the same plot over and over again, which I, the romance, it's kind of easy to do that. So, 
Have you heard of that book at all? Because I feel Can like I, it's not um, very popular. So I, I you uh, it was one of the ones I pulled from your story right. graph to put into your little uh -huh. catalog thing. So I had heard of it. I'm guessing right. Josh probably hasn't. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> no, I have not heard of it. Oh. Yeah. And it's a it's, it's a YA, right? Is that what it was? YA. Yep. Yeah. She's, I think she's like going into her senior year or something. So it also deals with grief a little bit, which I think is good. I like when they can like, you know, mm -hmm. do a little something with that. Um, the next one is over by Lynn Painter, which I just recently read. And I actually have Better Than the Movies also by Lynn Painter on this list. And she also does YA. Both of these are, yeah. Mm -hmm. Do over takes place on Valentine's Day, and she is supposed to be the perfect day. And she's, um, she's like she's gonna tell her boyfriend that she loves her and like get this scholarship and all this stuff, and just everything goes wrong every single day. And so she kind of like finds herself as she's reliving the days. And I think it's a Groundhog Day like done really well. Um, it is kind of weird because like it seems insta levity on the guy's part. Okay, maybe I do like insta levity because the first two books I've talked about have it, but um yeah it's just really cute and i i think ya is really good because it's a breath of fresh air when you're reading books mm -hmm. so and it's just very reminiscent of like my childhood so i think i like it for that um, nice have you read anyone painter at all because she's really really good if you haven't i have good. not no she's, she sounds really interesting though i'll definitely have to look into mm -hmm. it no, she has a lot of good books, and she's releasing stuff, like, all the time. Like, she consistently oh, is just, like, um, having things that just keep, yeah. Um, so, another romance that I really like is the Akatar series, and this is definitely not YA. It's very adult, um, <laughs> but it's, it's really good just because it's, like, fantasy, and I think it's fantasy done really well. Um, and just the characters like their relationship is just so healthy like they communicate so well with each other and like they're never questioning the other's intention while they're like literally in the middle of war you know and so i just love like their relationship with each other um and i was saying that that was that was like the fourth proximity was the akatar series so i think a court of mist and fury is probably the best one and that's by um sarah j mass um so i just think that one's really good too see i also okay the other two that i said that i really liked were love in other words by christina lauren and beach read by emily henry which i think are like the best two books ever written in the entirety of the entire world probably um and let's see so christina lauren or love in other words by christina lauren is the like friends to lovers and second chance romance and so basically like these two kids were friends their whole life and it was like her summer cabin and he lived next door to it and so they're friends from when they're kids and they grow up and they like never talk to each other when they're adults and then they like get back in each other's lives and it's so cute especially these are both very like bookish books like they both oh, the characters love reading which i love when the characters love reading i think that's really cute um <laughs> And again, they just have like a very healthy relationship, which I think is just good to see, you know, especially when I'm like young trying to figure out what I want. It's very healthy to see like a good relationship. So, mm -hmm. yeah. 
Nice. And then I think my, I guess my favorite is, and this one's really cute because, um, again, they're both authors, which I love when they're authors. I think that just makes a romance book so much better when they're authors. Um, and I think they just have like a really good friendship and it's just normal. Like they just like spend their time together writing their books, you know, going swimming, like at the lake that they're at. And yeah, I don't know. I haven't read this book in a little bit, so I honestly don't remember that much about it, but um, <laughs> it is a really, it is, it's a really cute book, I promise. Um, so that's probably my favorite. And I think Emily Henry just writes romance so well. And Mm. nice that's good um yeah I, I i will agree with you and say that like of the very few romance authors that i've read so far emily henry has turned out to be one of my favorite ones um just because like first of all i think she's improving with each book which is always very exciting to see in an author mm -hmm. um it's exciting when you can see improvement with each book and you know that like you can at least hope that the next one is going to be even better. I'm really excited for Happy Place coming out this spring. Me too. Um, me too yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say that uh, I don't know. I don't know. Some of the ones that you mentioned, specifically, I'm thinking of Beach Read and the Akatar series, fall into a little bit of a trap for me, um, which I don't know what to call it other than just uh, too horny. And they just fall yeah. into the too horny trap. <laughs> Because, mm -hmm. like, I really, I haven't read all the Akatar series. I got halfway through the first book and I had to stop because it was just too horny yeah. for me. <laughs> but, like, I've, I've, you've seen the, any of Reads with Cindy's videos about the Akatar series because they are, she's very funny about it. It's very hysterical. Um, but, like, I and thought, she, but I wanna no, hear, yeah, I wanna hear what... she's very funny. She's kind of disparaging about them, so I don't know if you'll like them all that much, but she's pretty funny. Um, but like I can I can point out a very very specific example of this disease with uh, beach read, uh, where um, as part of the deal, uh, January and Everett have because Everett is like a really serious, uh -huh. uh, like literary fiction novelist, and January is like this you know sweet romance fiction novelist, and they decide that they're going to swap genres for the summer while they're writing their books, and in order to help. January writes something a little bit more gritty and real. Uh, he takes her to investigate like a death cult. Um, mm -hmm. And <laughs> the part that where the book just like, I loved the idea of like the, the rivals to lovers thing, right? Like I love rivals right. to lovers. They had me so up until the point where there's a point where they go to interview some of the people in like whose family were lost in the death cult and then immediately after that they go to the ruins of the compound where the death cult was and then they hike like five minutes maybe and then they get it on in a tent five minutes from a, <laughs> the death cult site and i was like okay no this is beyond the pale this is too much it can't be this horny it's not allowed to be this horny when you're talking about a death cult guys come on <laughs> No, I I, it's, I literally have that written in my notes. So that's like the main thing that I don't like, just in like romance media in general, is when there's just like an unnecessary amount of intimacy. Because yeah. I think it can be a good thing. Like I think it can like, you know, at the uh -huh. when the time is right. But like 
so many books just have way too much and it's just like it's so like, horny it's really uh, for me you know like i'm just like, absolutely okay, like i don't i know <laughs> not. i don't need to be watching that i don't Seriously, and I think that this is one of the points where Emily Henry has really improved because I really loved Book Lovers. It's another oh, rivals to romance thing. It's yeah. so cute. Yeah, and like there's no death cults, but like she manages the emotional stuff with a little bit more grace yeah. this time. Yeah. And it just, it gave it two more stars for me. Like it just, it was yeah. so much better. Yeah. No, I definitely, I feel like Book Lovers was definitely written better. I like like mm -hmm. the story of Beach Read better, which is like, I think why like, it just has like such a, a great sure. place in my heart but I, yeah. I definitely that's like the part that i hate about it i'm like okay like we, we do not need to be doing that like it's just i it's just unnecessary to the story i think because the rest of their story is just so like mm -hmm. innocent and cute and like and then just mm -hmm. i feel like it just is coming out of left field and they're like saying yeah. and like doing all this stuff i'm like okay like i just don't think it was necessary you know exactly yeah yeah mm. Yeah, so, so we've, been, we've gotten that out of the way. <laughs> and I've lately I have been reading so much more like YA or just like closed door romances because mm. I just like hate, I don't know. I feel like totally. way too much sometimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm glad you agree with that. So is would you say that Book Lovers is your favorite Emily Henry book? Yeah, so far. Um I would say I gave Beach reads two stars. I probably would have given it four stars, except Courtney. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And I gave people oh, we meet on vacation three stars because it was fine. Yeah. I didn't like it all that much. No, um, that's my least favorite of, of her books. Yeah, and the book lovers I really loved. So I'm really hoping that Happy or um, Happy Place is like a five star read for me because that will just mean yeah. that she's gotten all that much better, and it's very exciting. Right. No. no, I definitely, I can definitely agree with you. Um, and seeing especially with her other than like other authors that i've read that her books just get so like every single book is just so much better than the last so mm -hmm. yeah it's good yeah yeah mm -hmm. no the death cult camping thing really got me <laughs> like, what just happening like, why it's so random like no way yeah just it's just and like they're like the entire scene they're sitting there in the tent and they're talking and they're kind of getting a little hot and heavy and i was like there's no way there's no way no, she's gonna no way, apparently. do the do yeah. in a tent five minutes hike from a death cult like what excuse me but i, like, I was wrong or the place or anything no as <laughs> yeah none of the above i was not in the mood yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man, this has been a roller coaster of a ride <laughs> Yes. Yeah, no, that part is definitely it's just weird. Yeah. Mm hmm That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I feel like that's kind of a natural lean in into our uh discussion of your least favorite things. If unless yeah. we're gonna move on and do movies. Um no, we can we can move on to our least favorite things. I will say that the books I have on my least favorite thing, it has been like a entire year since I read them. And so mm -hmm. I, I even remember, I just remember that I really didn't like them. Um, so we can go into them. Mm -hmm. Probably my least favorite book of all time is The Spanish Love Deception by Lena Armas, I think is her name. Um, mm -hmm. And this is like to give you a little background on the book, it's two coworkers and she needs, she's going to Spain for her, um, 
coworker's wedding and she needs to bring a date. And this random coworker that she like is kind of enemies with, with no reason to be saying it, is like, oh, like, I'll go with you. And she's like, why? Like, you hate me. And he's like, oh, I'll go with you. And he like has no motivation for it other than that he likes her, which is just so like, that would never, ever happen in real life. Like, let's be honest here. That's never going to happen. Um, and just the book, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think the story is told very well. And the writing, I just, like, could not get into it. But mostly it's just that, like, some people, I don't know if you're, like, on Book Talk very much, Becca, but this is, like, this was, like, a book, big book on Book Talk when it, like, first kind of became a thing. And they were, like, obsessed with him. I think his name's Aaron. Again, like, I have blocked every single memory of this book out of <laughs> my mind. But everyone was like obsessed with him they're like Aaron is like the best book boyfriend and I was like you're kidding like mm. I would rather stay single my entire life than ever even come across him oh, man. <laughs> like, he just, like, oh my gosh I don't mm-hmm. know he's like more about the book because I literally do not remember anything about it at all I just remember that it was horrible and I like I don't like to do enough books but like I almost did because I just like hated it so much nothing seemed natural I don't know just the whole thing mm. was bad like that That's was like so funny. literally the worst book ever. Um, that I've read. I what's it? I literally don't even remember what it's called. Um, I can like see the cover in my head, so maybe we won't talk about it because I literally do not remember what it's called. Um, <laughs> I guess we'll move on, and we'll see if I can remember it. Another sure. one that I don't like is the Unhoneymooners by Christina Lauren, which is funny because that's literally like the same person who wrote Love in Other Words. But Christina Lauren, um. They, it's like two authors. They're like best friends. It's Christina and Lauren. Um, oh, they, that's kind of cute. Okay. It is, no, it's really, really cute that they're like writing all these books together. They have some really great books and they also have some really flop books. Um, mm. Hit or miss on, and they literally have so many. Um, so it's, that's kind of weird, but I read this one and I actually really liked it at the time that I read it. It's the Unhoneymooners. Did I say that already? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, it's this girl's twin sister gets married, and um, she's kind of like, oh, it's always the enemies. It's always the enemies that get me. Um, she, her sister's, like, her new brother-in-law's brother, basically. They don't really like each other. And um, at the wedding, like, he's allergic to shellfish, and she just, like, won't eat it because she doesn't like buffets or something. Maybe so that gets swapped. And um, everyone gets sick like gets food poisoning basically from like shrimp or something and so the sister and the brother like can't or not the sister and the brother the sister and her (laughs) husband they just got married like they can't go on their honeymoon and it's like an all-expenses paid honeymoon and they want it as a giveaway and so like they send twin sister because like they're twins they're identical twins right on the vacation with the brother and then they like fall in love on the vacation and honestly that part's so cute because like it's in Hawaii and it's just the best vibes and they're like getting over all these problems that they had with each other. But then they get back home and it actually takes place in Minnesota, funny enough. So no, no. I literally, I think it's like, e- maybe it's Egan, maybe it's a diner, uh, but it's literally like, <laughs> like, it's like, I was like, I know what they're just talking like about. The Minnesota suburbs. <laughs> exactly. no, yeah. 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 <laughs> Super exotic. Yeah. But so they get back and their relationship just turns so toxic. And oh, it's gosh. horrible. Like, it's just oh. the worst ever. And I hated that because I hate, this is something, this is another thing that I hate on my hate list is an unbelievable third act conflict. Because mm. a third act conflict, I think, makes or breaks a romance book. 
and mm-hmm. it broke like it flopped nothing yeah. was good about that they're gonna act pumped like in the <laughs> honeymooners um, oh dear so it's just like i don't know i i really hate a flirt out conflict i literally am so torn over them because i feel like they need to happen but when it's not being set up through the rest of the book like it wasn't being set up in the unhoneymooners in my opinion it just comes out of nowhere and you're just like it's just so annoying you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah so many <laughs> yeah. i love you working into all of these book talk books do more <laughs> I have more. I literally, I just Ooh. wrote in the notes and it just says thoughts on Colleen Hoover. So. Oh my gosh, do it. Yes, do it. Oh my gosh. Talk about <laughs> um, I actually think, I have some thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. This Colleen Hoover book I read was, I feel like you can't be on book talk and not be familiarized with it ends with us. Do you know like the premise of it? Um, vaguely. I I know it ends with us was based on her mother's previous abusive relationship. And yeah. it's about an abusive relationship. And I know that yeah. it like romanticizes it really deeply. And that's all I've heard. Yeah. So I I really have a rocky relationship with the book because um, there's like a lot of domestic abuse in the book. Like that's kind of the point of the whole thing. Um, so I know that going into the book. Like I had no idea that that's what it was about. I thought it was just like a cute little romance book. And so I actually kind of think I was like the target demographic for the book because I think it's hard to read that book knowing it's about domestic abuse and really learn the lesson from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't and I went into it and I actually liked it because I feel like it really like taught me a lot about um, domestic abuse and like why it's hard to be in a relationship like that, but also why it's hard to leave. Because like I had never really understood why you couldn't just like leave, you know? Mm-hmm. And so reading that book, I, so the characters are named, the main character is named Lily Bloom, Lily Blossom Bloom first of all so like that's the right one why is she named that and she owns a flower shop her name is Lily Blue, of course she, she does flower shop, right <laughs> and then, um so she she meets this guy named Ryle on a rooftop and um she's friends with his sister Alyssa I think is her name and Alyssa like works at the flower shop with her and it goes back and forth between these like journal entries to Ellen, like Ellen DeGeneres, like she's writing in her journal to Ellen, which like, oh, I heard about that. what? And, like really, I think maybe like, like Ellen DeGeneres, really? Um, and she's writing about this boy named Atlas. So it's Lily, Ryle and Atlas are kind of the main characters. And in that book, in It Ends With Us, like you're kind of supposed to be rooting for Atlas, which I don't really think that you're, there should have been a romance between him at all, because like, I kind of like overshadowed the abuse which is like shouldn't i don't know i I have such Mm -hmm. feelings about it and so there's actually an entire second book called it starts with us which is like about her romance with atlas um i didn't read any of the journal entries to atlas because i hated him so much like about atlas (laughs) all of the journal entries and i was like i am only reading the part about ryle because i literally was like obsessed with him he's like a surgeon and i don't know he was probably hot i have like a hard time picturing guys in books honestly and so again (laughs) I went into this and I didn't know that there was like any abuse. Like, I didn't know that that's what it was. And so like the first time that he, I think the first time that anything happens is like, he like grabs something out of the oven and forgets a mitt and she's like laughing about it. And then he like slaps her in the face or something. And I literally was like, no, like why would he do that? Anyways, it really like messed with my brain to read the book because I like kind of understood finally why like abusive relationships even existed and people didn't just leave them. 
So I think it was good for me in that way. But now looking back on it, I'm like, what on earth? Like, that just targeted as like a little cute romance book. Mm-hmm. No, oh, like that is so heavily triggering to so many people. And it like should not have even like existed, I think. And that's kind of what Colin Hoover tries to do is she tries to like write a deep story into like a romance book. And I feel mm-hmm. like she's like trying to hit a certain mark and she's just missing every time. And I also think she's a good introduction into romance or just into reading again, because like they're easy books to get through. You can read it so fast, but I literally just like recently cleaned out my bookcase and donated every single one of the books that was by her because I was like, why? Like, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. I, the last book I read from her is called Layla. Uh, Verity, mm-hmm. nope, Verity. And um, Verity is like, she's an author and she gets hired by to like finish writing this book series for wife but like his wife is like in a coma but then she like I don't know just the whole story is so icky because she's like in their house and she's like having like romantic relations with this guy while his wife is like in a coma except like spoiler alert she's not in a coma like she's just watching them the whole time um <laughs> oh wow okay you're, like, you're reading like her manuscript about how she like hates her daughters so the whole the whole thing about that book is it's like manuscript versus letter because you read the manuscript of like her life story and it's that she like never liked her daughters and just wanted to be with her husband the whole time and then the letter at the end is like her saying like oh like this is all work of fiction like I love my family you know mm-hmm. so it's just really weird so, yeah sounds I mean, bizarre I, I'm team manuscript but also it's the worst book ever and every single book that she's written <laughs> I'm like why like I don't know. So I do think that she has some some good things. And I don't want to just hate on her as a person because, like, I don't know. Like, we don't know her. Yeah, for sure. We don't know her. But I also think that there's kind of no chemistry in any of the books that she writes. And I think it's easy to look over because they just go so fast and there's so much happening. But I think when you really go back and look at it, I'm like, why are you guys even, like, talking to each other? Like, you mm-hmm. should not be. There's a point in um, It Ends With Us that right after they meet, she, like, points off to the distance the first time they meet. And she's like, I live over there somewhere. And he goes and knocks on every door. All of the buildings oh surrounding him to try to find her. That's weird. It's like creepy. Like they had one night hey. where they like basically like barely talked to each other. So. Goodness. There's Colleen Hoover. Um, mm. One more book. There's one more TikTok book. Um, mm. We really have a problem with. And that is The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. Okay, yeah, sure. I, I've heard about this one. The only thing I know about this one is it was Raylo fanfic first. That's all I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that is kind of like the number one issue that I take with it. I think just because I'm like, <laughs> why is this like, like, I think fanfic can be good, but like, why are we? I don't know. No, yeah, because why publishing fanfic has become an epidemic because none of it is edited well. Like, even the best-selling stuff is not edited well. And none, like, you're, they're not peddling the good fanfics, I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, anyway, go on. I completely agree. Um, so, yep. the love hypothesis is about the girl. I don't remember her name. And um, she is, like, a grad student and basically one of, like, professors Except I don't really think there's that much of an age gap. I also hate an age gap. Let me tell you. Let me just go back to that. I hate an age gap trope. I think it's horrible. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, so he like has a crush on her. And so like to get her friends to stop. This is a fake dating one. To get her friends to like stop. 
and she used to date one of the friends, I guess. And so to get them to stop like thinking that they shouldn't be dating, she like starts fake dating the professor. So, like he's secretly in love with her the whole time. And the relationship is stupid. His name is Adam. I remember that now. I don't remember her name. <laughs> of course his name is Adam. Adam. It's based off of Adam yeah. Driver's character. Yeah. Oh, well that would make sense. What's her name then? Because maybe they have the same name. No, her name is Olive. Her name is Olive, oh. okay. Okay, that's another thing. Why is every single girl named so weird? Lily Blossom Bloom? Mm-hmm. Even in the beach read, like, why is her name January? Yeah, literally, right. They yeah. just have to be so quirky. Oh, like, Olive. Anyways, and in, here's my problem with Allie Hazelwood, and I get that this is, like, fanfic, and I actually, like, The Love Hypothesis is not that bad of a book, and there's also The Love Wager by Allie Hazelwood. Is that what it's yeah. called? There's like another no, that's by Lynn Painter. Um, sorry, I'm like looking it up because this one I actually like better. Love on the Brain. Mm. Um, so I, what I like about Allie Hazelwood is they're all like girl boss STEM ladies, like good sure. for them. You know, like mm-hmm. I like that they have like a little bit of substance to them. But in the Love Hypothesis and in Love on the Brain, it's like a great scene, you know, and you're really like into this, like whatever's happening, and then suddenly she's like, oh yeah, like. I pull on my knee-high socks. I'm like, oh. <laughs> your knee-high socks? Like, why did you that? I'm pretty sure in Love on the Brain, she wears, like, galaxy leggings. Like, Oh, my gosh. And Love on the Brain came out last year, too. So it's not like this is, like, a thing where my <laughs> no. galaxy leggings were a thing. Oh, oh no. The problem I have with those, so I actually like Love on the Brain more than the Love Hypothesis, which I think is an unpopular opinion. But they're both still pretty bad. So nice. I think that might be all I have to say about book talk books. But nice. Oh, wait, this is not a romance book. Well, you might consider that as one. But one book, to, uh, the last book talk book that I really hate is, um, um, what are, oh, they both die at the end. I think that one's horrible too. Uh, I don't know if you've read that one, but I like the premise of it, but the, it just really did not do what it was supposed mm-hmm. to do. I think. Wow. Well, Nice. Yeah, yeah I, I had been hearing about that one, but yeah. Anyway. No, I, I had such a host for it, and people were like, it's so sad. Like, you're going to be. Got to the end, and I was like, what even just happened? Like, yeah. I was so confused. But the premise is really, really cool. And I actually kind of want to read. They have another one. It's like. And it's about like the first time that the system where it like tells people, because they both die at the end. But there's like a system that tells people at midnight that they're going to die that day. And mm. so you know that you're going to die sometime in the next 24 hours, but you don't know when. And it's about like the first people who die, like the first time it happens. So I think that might be interesting. Like I might that, I think, but like the premise mm. is really, really cool, but it's just like the way the story is actually told is just really confusing. Sure. So yeah, I guess I am a hater because <laughs> I said I didn't have a lot of hate and then I just <laughs> said all the okay. things that I really, really hate. So well, sometimes it's <laughs> fun to talk about the hate ones. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. You're in good company. (laughs) (laughs) See, thank you. Yep. Yeah. (sighs) Nice. Okay. Well, do you want to do you want to talk about movies? Because sure, yeah, let's do movies now. I don't have like I kind of already talked about my pet peeves and rants with mm-hmm. the too horny thing. And that's really my only issue with it is like 
if it's romanticizing an abusive relationship or if it's too horny yeah. like those are my two real yeah. deal breakers so yeah something really has been annoying me yeah go ahead yeah go ahead because i recently watched a romantic movie actually Ooh, which one uh it's groundhog day which emma mentioned earlier oh okay sure as, as because it kind of started the time loop thing and mm-hmm. it does something really good in that like so the main character who's the bill murray guy mm-hmm. he starts off like just being he's just the worst and in order for him to grow, he actually has to, like, learn how to be a better person, right? So this is all, literally, it's just him in this character arc. And he is in this, stuck in this loop of a day. And he starts out, like, the worst. He is a womanizer, so he, like, goes and seduces women in the town. Um, and he goes, he tries to seduce his coworker, who is the female lead and the love interest. And he can't do it, no matter how hard he is trying, how much of her life he learns, he can't do it at all. Um, until the very end of the movie, where he actually like becomes a better person, and in that mm-hmm. case, she like because it's, it's not that he is doing this for her or to get her right. It's because he's doing this because he's changed and he's become a better person, right? So she's attracted to his genuineness and his change mm-hmm. rather than just him being attractive to her. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I like that aspect of it. Um, but there were some aspects of it that I was a little more iffy on. Just the fact that, like, the whole goal of the movie is just about the relationship, right? So everything, all of his self-improvement is framed as like being part within this relationship and there's no like external forces on this. He's not necessarily mm-hmm. a better person because of the relationship, right? Like, and that's that's the thing, right? Where people will actually they'll change or they won't change because of other people. I think that we tend to be a little critical when we're associating char- characters changing because of things when in real life we would change in similar situations, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm purely spitting into the wind now, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I th- I thought that I was like, uh, maybe something that made the movie a little bit weaker was that his focus. I felt like his motives were completely pure by the end of the movie because he still ends up with her mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i don't think that i've ever seen that movie so maybe i should I don't think it. I have either. it's pretty um, good mm-hmm. yeah there's this i don't know this narrative i guess that mostly you get it with like teenagers that you know are in love with their first boyfriends and they think they're gonna stay together forever and then, like, you know, when they get divorced <laughs> one to ten years down the line, they're always just like, well, you know, I thought, you know, that, like, we could change. I thought that, you know, we would be able to stay together forever. Um, but, like, the real lesson is just that you, like, I, I like to put it this way. You cannot start dating somebody with the intention of 
changing enough to end up in the same place. You enter a relationship with somebody to try growing together. And if you end up growing together, then that's great. And if you end up growing apart, that's just going to happen sometimes. And like, it's not like you cannot force somebody to change in a way that you want them to. Exactly. Mm -hmm. The the, the way I like to put it is expect change, but do not force change. I think that was better than what I was going to say, but I was going to say something similar. No, go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) I was basically, you know, like, like, um, if you're in a relationship, you shouldn't have to be the catalyst for change, right? I think that that should be reflected in books where you don't, the one person on the one hand, if the other person is not being great, they shouldn't feel obligated to help them change, right? Because that's not their responsibility. They, you are still two different people. They are still two different characters outside of this relationship. Exactly, right? This is actually why I really, really love academics, rivals to lovers, or just rivals to lovers generally. Because, like, in the best ones that I've seen, it starts with the two people that are going to fall in love eventually so focused on what they're doing. But like, and it's their passion for the things that they're doing that draws the other party to them. Does that make sense? Mm, Yeah. uh And so like, it's automatically established that these people have interests other than themselves. And I think that that's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's also why I don't like bad boys, because bad boys, (laughs) boys. the tropes just, they never get fixed. They never want to be fixed. They just want to be their own guy. Mm -hmm. You can't fix them. Can't don't fix even them. try. Don't, don't don't think about it. You can't do it. Yeah. My favorite meme in recent years has been, um, "You can fix him. I can make him worse. <laughs> you can fix oh him, but God. whatever whatever is wrong with him is way funnier." <laughs> oh no! I like that one a lot. Oh my god! Yeah. Anyway, go ahead the- with your movies, Em. Yeah. Well, I was going to say the thoughts the thoughts that I had on on kind of what you were saying. The first thing. Mm-hmm. That I was thinking is okay. I forget every single thing that I was going to say. Awesome. <laughs> um, take your time. It's okay. Yeah. Well, like a relationship isn't going to fix anything, and I think that's kind of the first thing in in romance books is I feel like sometimes that can be the fixer. You know, they have all these problems and they come together, and like against all the odds they end up together and like everything is perfect and fine and dandy but like in real life a relationship is literally going to magnify all of your problems and not make them better except maybe the problem of like being lonely um Mm -hmm. and so you kind of have to figure out how to deal with that before a relationship or at least you know without kind of like hurting the other person while you're trying to figure it out because I don't know I like it's not going to be a fix-all and I, I think the same in marriage too like if you're in a bad relationship, marriage isn't going to make that better because you're still going to be the same people. You know, you're not going to transform into a completely different person after you get married or after you become like someone in a relationship. So I think mm-hmm. that's kind of the yeah. first thing. Like, just remember, like in real life as well. Um, and then Josh, what you were saying about the bad boy thing is, I was talking to my friends about this earlier. Um, and I think like the biggest green flag for me in a boy like it was like real life okay <laughs> you have to have like ambitions and goals and like I, I have to feel like he's like trying to get somewhere in his life and uh-huh. that's kind of the same thing with the bad boy is I can't give somebody ambition like nobody can give a person ambition or like yeah. a drive 
to do something with their life. And like, that's never going to get fixed. Not by Mm. a relationship, no matter how much you love them. Like, that's not something that you can like ever make somebody have. And so I think that's the same as like the bad boy thing that you were saying is that like you, there's some, there's something that you can't fix, but also on the flip side of that, like the perfect person. And so you can't be like 100% picky uh in your relationships because like perfect person. So why would I ever expect the person that I'm going to marry to be a perfect person also? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, you know, on the flip side of everything that we've been talking about, about Mm -hmm. the bad aspects of relationships, Mm -hmm. you can't expect yourself or the other person to be perfect. And so there has to be a balance of you're doing all the right things for the right reasons before you meet. And then when Mm -hmm. you're in a relationship, you have to be willing to extend grace, right? And extend patience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The metaphor I really... um, Sorry, go ahead, yeah. No, yeah. no you go ahead. I, I okay. okay, I, I was just going to say, the metaphor I really like to use is the team sports metaphor. Marriage is a team sport. Uh, relationships are a team sport. If you and the person that you're in a relationship with are not 100% on the same page in terms of what you're trying to do, then it's not going to work out. And you mm-hmm. probably should get on the same page post-haste because, and if you do, and like, if you can't, then maybe you should find somebody else that's willing to work with you on that, right? Like right. You, I, yeah. I have this like stone heart ambition <laughs> that if like any bad marriage could be fixed if both parties were willing to work together for it. But the problem with bad marriages is that there's always one person that's not willing to work for it. Mm-hmm. Right. right. So it's just yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, the, the, that's not me encouraging everybody to stay in their bad marriages and try to encourage their spouse <laughs> to work better. Um, it's exactly the opposite. If you're in a relationship with somebody that is not willing to like do the work to like be a good partner to you, get out. <laughs> get out now. Yeah. 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 Well, that's what um when we were at was was it seventy five anniversary party? Josh, was that it? What was what? In January, yeah. Grandma and Grandpa's anniversary party. That was 75, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, I sat down with our grandpa and I was like, <laughs> okay, give me your number one piece of relationship advice. Like, <laughs> what do I need to know? You know, he was like, well, I I think the most important thing you can do is stay in a relationship, you know, regardless is to stay. But then he went on this big rant about like, but you also need to know when to leave, you know? And I think that's, <laughs> it's a really hard balance. To, to sit there with because really compromise and and communication and just being able to like forgive easily like that's what makes a marriage work and staying like you said like you just you would just have to love the person but also like if you're in a bad relationship you really should not be in it and so take it from grandpa walker mm-hmm. he knows best stay but also <laughs> don't stay sometimes yeah <laughs> Yeah, and if you're not sure strange. whether to stay or not stay, you can talk to the people around you, and they'll probably mm-hmm. have opinions. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's okay to turn to external sources when you're unsure if your relationship is healthy or not. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, you should probably talk to like a therapist, maybe, but like your parents probably know. I mean, well, I guess it, it depends on enemy situation, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And obviously, yeah. I have to take whatever anyone else says with a grain of salt because they're not in the relationship. I just think, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, now that we're having actual real yes. life, 
<laughs> yeah, just, this is little disclaimer. This is <laughs> none of us are therapists, relationships, or counselors. <laughs> yep. All right. Okay. Go ahead with your movies, Em. <laughs> so the first one that I wanted to talk about, I have like three that are kind of different. Um just like kind of differently formatted a little bit, I guess, that I wanted to talk about. And the first mm-hmm. one was Ticket to Paradise. And that one just came out. Have you guys seen it? No. Not yet. It is like the That's cutest the movie George ever. Clooney one. George Clooney and Julia Roberts. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. This is a and second chance romance, right? This is very funny for me. To me. Oh, yeah. I... So Caitlin Dever is also in it. And it takes place in Bali. Okay. And you all need to watch it before you do anything else because it is just so cute and it really i think a lot of movies like especially romance movies lately have just been like flopping like they're really not doing it like Mm -hmm. you know like the 90s and the 2000s movies really really can i don't know they just hit the nail on the head ticket to paradise did that it literally was just so funny it's more of like a comedy than a romance i would say um but yeah it's second chance and i love that it's like older people as well that's also how the movie your your place or mine is and that has reese witherspoon and ashton kutcher kutcher Uh in it and that's also a really cute one so um i don't know it's just really cute and i i'm just recommending that you watch it because it's just so funny and so if you don't know the premise of the movie they're coming together to try to stop their daughter from getting married so if that doesn't sell you on it i don't know what else would (laughs) It's just really good, and I'm just telling you guys to watch it. That's basically why <laughs> it's it's even on here. Um, this is the movie He's Just Not That Into You, and that has, like, every person under the sun. And I wanted to mention it because it has a format that I actually really like in rock movies, and that is, like, a million different people in their lives all intertwine. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, the like, movie. a big Love Actually fan. You're a big, uh, what is, the holiday Valentine's, ones, the Valentine's Day. Valentine's i think valentine's day actually what the one i might like a little bit more than he's just not that into you but valentine's day is like i watch it once a year you know sure mm-hmm. um, do you watch it on valentine's day oh good yeah usually we do yes. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i have the cast here since i know you guys are all smarty about the people who are in movies so mm, it has okay. jennifer goodwin scarlett johansson bradley cooper jennifer aniston ben affleck justin long that's just to name a few. I love that they have so many people in them, first of all. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, oh, Drew Barrymore's in it. Yeah, that's a lot of people. I love the format of it because, especially when he's just not that into you, it's just so funny because, like, you know, this person's like turning down someone and saying, like, oh, I don't want a relationship. And then going over to this other person who's like, like, it's just so intertwined. And I love it because of that. And I just love it because it's showing you so many different scenarios all at once and they're all intertwining mm-hmm. with each other, which I think is really cute. Um, so that's also a really good one just cause it's, it's different than other romance movies. And I think like there's so many ty- types of romance movies that you just have to do something different once in a while. And so I think he's just not that I'm into you is really good for that one. Um, and sometimes my roommate and I like to watch it because we just need that reminder, you know? Sometimes you really mm. need the reminder that, you know, he's just, he really just is not that into you. So <laughs> that is my word of advice. Um, the last one, I already mentioned this, my all-time favorite movie of ever, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, um, which is actually just the best movie ever made. <laughs> in my opinion, have either, have either of you ever seen it? 
No. Uh, I have. It's been a little while. Um, okay. I think the last time I watched it all the way through was with my own college roommates in like 2014, 2015. Oh, that was so long ago. I know. <laughs> you are really old. Okay. I'm so old. I'm turning 27 this year. It's insane. Oh my gosh. Um, I know. Days was made in 2003, which is as old as I am, which is really weird. <laughs> and it has Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey. And Matthew McConaughey is like in romance movies ever. He is just like, mm. oh, I just love him. He's the best. Um, so the premise <laughs> of this movie, um, Andy Anderson, played by Kate Hudson, is a big shot, like column n- newspaper person. She's like a, a like a writer whatever you call that yeah yeah like so she has a column in this paper and it's called or something like she's the how-to girl and so she'll like the beginning of the movie is this montage of like how to get out of a speeding ticket how to reinvent yourself you know just like all these little like how-tos and they're very like light and fluffy but you know obviously like she's she's better than that right the very obvious just like (laughs) she's not like other girls right and like she loves basketball and she wants to write about deeper things and she has a master's and like she wants to think about like real world things and write about like war and poverty and economics and stuff like that right but her boss won't let her and mm-hmm. friends with these two other girls this is another reason i really love this movie is there's such good side characters that just make it so much better and mm-hmm. they literally they just like make the movie like they're so amazing so um girl that is just not good at relationships and she just like does everything you're not supposed to do in a relationship like she says like I love you on the first date and she's clingy and she's you know just all the things that like stereotypically you're not supposed to be in a relationship hi my roommate just walked in guys and I'm talking about how to lose a guy in 10 days yeah so um (laughs) she so her friend breaks up with this guy and is like not at work and they have a big meeting and so they go and they get the friend and she doesn't have any of this like project done. And so um, the other friend last minute to the man, like the boss is like, oh, well, she just went through a breakup. And so like, you need to give her some grace basically. And so the boss is like, of course. And then basically she's like, oh, you need to use this as one of your stories because like people will connect to this story. And well, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to share about my dating life. I don't want to write about my dating life. And so the boss is like, well, who does want to write about her dating life? And so last minute, Andy, the main character is like, oh, well, I will. Or actually, yeah, I think that's what happens. I just was just like two days ago, but I don't even remember. And so you're going to write an article that's like how to lose a guy in 10 days, like everything that you're not supposed to do in a relationship to like actually say like, this is how you keep a guy. Like, don't do that stuff. Right. And so she's like, so you're going to actually date a guy for 10 days and do everything like possibly wrong. Dating this guy and then write an article about it. So then he is like in marketing and he's trying, he does marketing for like sports. I don't know, stuff like that. Very manly things, I guess. And um, he wants to break into like the diamond business because they're about to get like one of the biggest diamond suppliers in the world and he wants to be the head like marketing person or advertising or whatever um on the account and so these other girls are supposed to be the ones that are the ones like running it 
And so, girls go over to the magazine and they find out what's happening because they're meeting with the, the manager of it. And the manager is like, oh, this is Andy. And like, she's about to write an article on like fake dating a guy. And so they make a bet with Ben that they're going to choose a girl for him that can make her fall in love with him because like he doesn't know anything about love because he's a player. So if, if he can make her fall in love with him by 10 days from this big event, then he can have the account. And they're like, we're going to choose the girl for you. And so they choose Andy, right? And so they both really have like a lot of, of reason to be dating it. And it's just such a funny movie because she's doing everything she possibly can to get her him to break up with her. And he's just like going along with it because he needs to for his job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I, I like did not explain that very well, but the premise of it, and it's just hilarious because like, so in one of the scenes they're at basketball team in New York, it takes place in New York. So they're at a basketball game and in like the very last second, like it's like down, a down to the buzzer shot, you know, where like, they don't know which team's going to win. And she's like, oh, Ben, like, I'm so thirsty. Can you go get me a Coke? And he's like, oh, yeah, because he has to, because he has to be the perfect boyfriend so that he, she falls in love with him, right? And so he, like, leaves and comes back. And she's like, oh, no, 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 like, this isn't diet. You need to get a diet one. And, like, so he, like, misses, like, the, the last shot. It's just so funny. Like, everything she does is hilarious. And he just, like, is going along with it. So lots of reasons I love the movie. They both, like, the friends in it are just amazing. And the family is in it is amazing. And it just has, like, really good comedy. And the third act conflict like happened because they're both using each other you know like mm-hmm. there's no way that they wouldn't each other or be using each other right um and he has like good motivation for it so it just has everything that i want in a movie and also matthew mcconaughey is hot and <laughs> perfect and then just the vibe is perfect so you need to go watch that movie if you haven't already but that is the reason why i love that movie so much and it just perfectly has everything that I could ever want in a movie. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. Like the so many of the um like the two thousands rom coms had just such bland guys. Cause like the focus is on the woman, which like I think that that's totally fine. Like it's woman centered film. I, like I don't right. really usually have a problem with it. But it's so funny, just this melding of the minds. Both of them are trying so hard. Uh-huh. so so hard and it's so funny because you know what's up but they don't know what's up and it's right hysterical yeah <laughs> right and, and I it's, also, yeah it's a great film the first couple times the movie in a little bit until like this year i just like started loving it so much but it's honestly one of the first rom-coms i watched like i remember me and my friend in like eighth grade laying in our bed like watching on like an ipad watching how to lose a guy in 10 days like we were just were so obsessed with the movie and <laughs> So I remember watching it again, like this fall. And I was like, I don't remember that he actually had motivation. Like, I didn't remember that he like had a reason to be dating her. You know, he wasn't just going along with it. And I had so much more appreciation for the movie after I like saw that because I was like, oh my gosh, like, duh, that's why he's going along with it. That's why he's doing everything. Like, he's not just in love with her. Like, he literally thinks she's crazy. And so many times he's like, okay, I'm done. Like, I am not doing this anymore. And then his friends are like, no, you have to. And he'll like go run after her and be like, I'm sorry, you know? Hmm. So it's just, it's just so good. And <laughs> she's like the best movie ever. It's so, so. funny. Oh my gosh. <sighs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> 
I made, I brought my laptop on my birthday trip to San Francisco with me and an HDMI cord so I could watch it with mom on my birthday. <laughs> nice. this, is, this is what I want to be doing. Yeah. Yes. Understandable. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Did I convince Josh? Josh, are you convinced to watch the movie? I think now? it'd be a good movie to watch. I, you know, I'm not opposed to it by any means. Good, because mm-hmm. actually we'll be watching it together, and I will be watching your every move. Let's see. Okay, <laughs> where, where, when is this happening? Where is this happening? Um, next week when I am down in Provo, actually. You're actually nice. right outside my door right now. What? That's weird. <laughs> I'm literally knocking on your door as we speak with movie in hand. <laughs> it's a live reaction on the podcast. It's going to be a whole two hours. <laughs> we're like recording. <laughs> we just segue into the recording of a movie. I will say, first ever video episode that you're actually just recording illegally recording TV shows. But the one thing that I don't like about it is that their names are Andy Anderson and Benjamin Barry. Like you couldn't have thought of any better names than Andy Anderson. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's the one thing that I don't like, but the rest of it is just perfect. It's but like, great. I feel like right. that kind of kitsch is just like a staple of early two thousands rom coms. Like, it has to be cheesy beyond belief in order to be right. like a real rom com, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yep. And unfortunately, the names go along. <laughs> that's how it fits into the category. <laughs> Right. Like, there's nothing we can do about it, but it really just. I was funny because I was going through, I was like, like I said, I do not have a good memory. And so I was like looking up, I was like, 2000s rom coms, 90s rom coms. And I was like, oh, this one's good. This one's good. This one's good. Like, I just like, got the long <laughs> list of ones that I was like, oh, this one's so good. This, you know, mm-hmm. I had to narrow it down. Yeah. So. Yeah, you really do. Uh, I'm going through a list right now. Some of these are rom-coms. When Harry Met Sally, that's a rom-com. Love Simon, technically a rom-com. No. His Girl Friday, yeah, that technically counts. It's a little old, but I don't know about Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That seems more like a drama to me, but... No, some of them are so random. I'm like, really? Like, you couldn't have Mm -hmm. just given me, like, a good list of the ones that I actually wanted to see. Always Be My Maybe. That one came out a couple years ago. That was pretty cute, actually. That's the second chance. Have you seen that one? I think yeah. so. I think that's a good one. Yeah. Nice. I think I think that might be a good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim's on this list. Josh will be gratified to know that. Yep. Wow. I lose a guy in ten days is a number fifteen. That's kind of low, but all right. It should be number one. It's number one in my heart. That's, I know. Yeah, that's how it is with everything I love. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing that I love is ever number one. Trying to go through my library here and see what others I have. Really, the only other one I have has never been kissed, which is a Drew Barrymore one, which is uh, I have seen that one. I don't know. <laughs> it's not yeah, good. No, like it's oh, like no. it's fine, I guess. But like, do you know what it's about, Josh? I don't really want to know. No, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Should we tell him, Emma? Should we ruin his day? No, I think you should. I think no? that's all on you. You can go ahead. Okay. And do that. <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, never been. This might just get cut out. That's fine. Whatever. Um, never been kissed is Drew Barrymore, 
And she plays like a detective, I think. Is that what it is? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I have to look it up. Yeah. She plays like a detective or something who's like really, really young faced. Um and she's like a virgin, right? And so it's like this whole joke that like she's super unattractive, whatever. Um Oh no, that's what it is. It's like she's a copy editor for a newspaper and she's sent undercover to this high school to uh, uh like uh, to like tell you know parents what's going on in their kids' lives, right? Yeah. And, so, <laughs> and like because she had such a terrible time in high school and she was such a big mega nerd, she ends up really, really bonding with the um the English teacher that's about her same age. Uh, but he doesn't know that she's an adult. She's supposed to be undercover as a child. Don't and like it's that. Still... <laughs> no, don't like that. Uh, <laughs> and it ends with this whole thing where, like, they're like on a baseball diamond, like during a high school game, and like she, like, yeah, it's that's a whole thing, and it's really just not good. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Not gonna make this Yep. 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 TV shows, like reality dating shows, but okay, sure, yeah. If you do not have much experience with that, we don't have to talk about it. It's just the last thing that I thought of. To... I I know about reality TV dating shows very third hand by way of <laughs> I've seen videos about people talking about it online. Right. <laughs> I really the only reality TV dating show that I've ever seen is. The Bachelor, but I've never watched a full season of The Bachelor ever. I just, mm-hmm. I remember when I think it was like I had heard a lot about Hannah, Hannah's season, Hannah B's season. Is Hannah that what B. her name is? Yep. Hannah B, yeah. yeah. Hannah B. And then in the aftermath of that, everybody was freaking out about Hannah B's season. And right. so everybody I knew, including my roommates in college at the time, uh, was so excited to watch what's his name, Peter's season, the pilot. Peter and then Peter's season just flopped because he's off. Yeah, Peter's season was insane and terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that much. Yeah. yeah, tell tell us more about the Bachelor. Yeah. Well, so I, I wanted to touch on what Josh said really quick because I agree with Josh. Or yeah, Josh said that. Mm-hmm. Like the third hand of reality TV, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. You, you yeah, just oh. the important information. I yep. think unless you're sitting there watching it with your friends who are so fun to watch it with, it's not worth watching reality TV by yourself. <laughs> and so I actually yeah. love, I think he's probably my favorite person to watch for watching reality TV shows. Like he watches like The Button, which is really funny. And the other one that he's watching right now is, oh, I don't remember what it's called, but it's about like moms and sons dating. So it's like a mom and a son go on a show and they date other like moms and sons, which is just oh, horrible. Wait. Like, I it's remember like hearing about that one. Yeah, Milk Manor. That's what it's called. Is Milk Manor. Milk Manor. That's what the one. Yeah, it's ah. just awful. Oh no. So, oh my gosh. Watch. Talk about, but yeah, I like. I really like watching YouTubers 
shows yeah. for sure. But um, <laughs> other ones that I've watched um, currently, I think it's called Married at First Sight. It's like on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So currently, it's one of those together. like Love Is Blind kind of the right. Like so the, they get matched, they get matched together, and then they have like a wedding, and they go on a honeymoon. So we've watched like half of the weddings. That's how far we've gotten into it. So we have not gotten far <laughs> nice. at all. But mm-hmm. I like it enough to like really be like, oh, maybe we should watch this again. Um, so that one's kind of cute, but it's kind of weird that they like actually legitimately get married. They don't anymore. As of like 2021, they don't get married, but they used oh, to literally get married. And then I'm like, <laughs> like 90% of them don't end up together. And then you have to get divorced. Oh, man. And they've just gotten fake married. It's just crazy, but it's cute because we're watching season 10. And on season 10, one of the couples is like still together and they have a baby, which is so Aww. cute. That's kind of cute. I, yeah. I think reality dating shows are just morally flawed really oh because for i don't sure, think yeah. could ever work out from them um uh-huh. so that's one also watching love island uk right now <laughs> love, love island and our sister-in-law she and i love the game of love island they have like an episode-esque game of love island and i'm obsessed with it fully and i have been for like <laughs> So, nice. <laughs> Love Island UK. UK is like the best one because they have the accents and it's like, and he bombshell is into the villa and it just like really slays. That was, I'm really bad at it. <laughs> yeah, that's like my guilty pleasure when I'm like bored at work. I'll watch it. But we have to get to The Bachelor. Um, I'm obsessed with The Bachelor in my house, old. And nice. we watch it and it comes on Hulu the next day. We watch it that night. And like all we're we're so into it we like make everyone come and watch it together and we have a pyramid i like printed out a picture of each of the girls and we like put them in a pyramid every single after every episode and mm. like really dance, moms? <laughs> dance moms yeah dance moms yeah dance moms like dance moms uh-huh it's beautiful <laughs> um, yeah and i've watched the bachelor since hannah b's season so i saw mm-hmm. the stuff about colton season Mm-hmm. Hannah B season. I watched Peter season. Hannah B season was crazy because um one of Hannah B's like final three guys was Tyler C. And Tyler C was friends with this guy named Matt James. And Matt James was never on The Bachelorette. And if you know like how The Bachelor or The Bachelorette works, like the guy who's The Bachelor has to have been on the previous season of The Bachelorette and like so on and so forth. Like The Bachelorette yeah. has to have been on The Bachelor. And Matt James just like was The Bachelor. Just friend, randomly? Like, no, like, he wow. had never been on The Bachelor, like, wasn't in the franchise at all. But it was also, like, in 2020, and he was black. And, uh-huh. like, mm, I don't know They're if that was why. The Bachelor <laughs> I, I it might be, because, movies. yeah, no, just because I remember like, there was, like, a whole big, like, scandal, like, racism scandal with, uh, what's his bucket that used to host? Yeah, Chris Harrison, Harrison. yeah. Well, so they just I had the women spread. tell all, and they found uh, out yeah. that one of the girls had, like, did someone doing blackface and so they like do a whole mm-hmm. statement and apologize because like bachelor in the past has not been great with anything to do with race at all like it's just not mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. it's very controversial with that and i like definitely i actually really enjoyed michelle's season which um was literally eliza's teacher let's not forget oh yeah i forgot about that yeah i had entirely forgotten that that happened <laughs> yeah but literally her teacher so weird anyway so yeah no i actually michelle season was one of my favorites and she had like the best guys but i i really appreciate that they are putting 
colleges have diversity in their cast now, you know, like not every <laughs> person looks the same anymore. Anyway, so we watch it every night to every week. And it's <laughs> funny because the guys in our friend group are like the ones who like it the most. That's really funny. But like, from what you've told me of Dan, I feel like he would be somebody that really likes The Bachelor. Dan is the one who likes it the most. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday, he's like, guys, it's pie day. Like, we're going to eat pie and watch The Bachelor best day ever. And we were like, yeah, <laughs> that is Dan. Yeah. I love that. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Anyways, so, um, Dan, not Dan, The Bachelor. <laughs> I think that The Bachelor is not meant to find love. I think other shows, sometimes mm -hmm. their intention truly is trying to match people together. But The Bachelor, there is no way that in anyone's mm -hmm. head they were like, this is the way. And when people go on the show and they're like, I'm here to find love. Are you really? Are you really though? <laughs> they say that like they're here to change up the formula too, right? Like that's not what every person before them has tried and failed to do. What you're here for, you're here to get Instagram followers and to yeah. get not being the bachelorette. And like maybe yep. we actually, so Zach is the bachelor right now and a lot of people take issue with Zach, but we love Zach. We think he's great. He listens nice. to women like no other. Like he literally is the most validating king and we'll just listen to them and like is just amazing like we love him and so i don't understand why people don't like him they say like he's like too harsh or something but i'm like he knows what he wants you know what i mean like i don't mm -hmm. think that's harsh but anyways no that's one is so there to find love and yep. it's just a fun little like to watch and i think that's all there is and i don't think that and like romance can be considered in that i think other shows are better than that. i think love island is better than that i think even like married at first sight is better than that but when there's like one guy and like 30 girls, there is literally no way on earth that like there's gonna be love from that, you know? I just don't think mm -hmm. that. So that was my final yeah. thought. Do you have any thoughts on The Bachelor? My only real thought on The Bachelor is like I <laughs> I remember having a roommate one year who was like dead serious about wanting to be on The Bachelor. Oh. And she and I was just like, mmm. No, honey, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and every single time I watch anything having to do about The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, I think about her. And, like, she never made it on the show, I don't think. I don't think she even ever, like, went through on, like, applying for it. But she, right. like, had some pretty conver serious conversations with me, and I tried very heavily. I was like, honey, no, this is not the way, no. Like, why would she, like, wanting to do it to find love? Like, why would she want to be on it? That's what I, I don't know, honestly. Like, I think... I think she kind of had that reality show brainworms thing that you kind of get, like, whenever you're watching, like, any reality TV show of, like, I could do that uh -huh. better. You know what I mean? Like, when uh -huh. you're watching people stumble through the jungle and Survivor or uh, the streets of a foreign city in... Um, what's it the race one uh-huh oh like amazing race amazing race that's the one yeah or you know like um what's the one i've been watching i feel like i've been watching a reality show i don't know it doesn't matter anyway but like you're always so be like like you just get tv brain of like i could do that better and i think that she thought that she could like bring the drama enough to like do it right and i was just like honey there's no way they're even letting you on set <laughs> like not for even any specific reason i was just like no, you're too nice. You're too sweet. And also you've got reality TV brainworms. It's not going to work out. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I think my final my final conclusion on any reality TV show is it's like 
my like mind numbing thing to watch or something mm-hmm. to put on in the background, you know, like it's not yeah. for any sort of like stimulation in my brain at all. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's to make fun of with your friends and that's right. about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hooray. Yeah. We did it guys. We cracked the code. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Perfect. Yay. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, thank you all so much for listening to Screenwalkers. We were so pleased to have Emma on as our guest today. Um, uh, let me think about what else. Um, you can always find our uh, episode notes at screenwalkerspod.com. Um, I'll, I usually try to include a list of all of the things we've talked about today, and that'll be included here. Um, uh, yeah, that's all I have. Uh, we don't have any other social medias. It's just the website. So uh, thank you all so much for listening to Screenwalkers. Um, and we'll, I really need a good sign off. Mm-hmm.